This hot, this the spot, there it is, pod.com. We're interviewing the best comedians, so tune in quick and get your ears receiving them. We're talking about life and life to stream right to you from the microphone right to your home, dude. Side note, this might get embarrassing, but no, don't sweat, yo, because there it is. Welcome to the There It Is Podcast, a comedy podcast to help you find your inspiration. I'm your host, Jason Farr. Let's do this. You are hearing correctly, I do sound stopped up, and it's because I have a cold that I am battling. I'm getting over it, but it means you have to hear me with a stuffy voice. But you don't have to hear everything I do. You can also read some things over on thereitispod.com. Do you like that segue? You can go to the blog section and find a wonderful blog about all of the comedy festivals that you can submit to in the month of November. So do check that out. Today's episode is a fun one. We had on the great improviser at the Magnet Theater, Liz Migliaccio, and she was a delight. We have a really fun chat. So let's just get right to it. Here's my chat with Liz Migliaccio. Were you an intern at The Daily Show? And Colbert one? Report. And Colbert then I worked Report. there for four years. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know life. that. How yeah. did, so what, you don't do anything in that world anymore, no. right? Yeah, no. <laughs> So was that like your major mass communication or something or media? Or? Uh, yeah, I wanted to be in TV. Like there was, I wanted for the majority of my high school life, mm-hmm. I was obsessed with SNL and comedy. Yeah. And so like the same thing, most like little kids who, <laughs> you know, do the thing where like you create, it's like the, um, so obvious. It's like, I'm going to go downstairs and like, I wasn't popular, so I didn't have parties to go to on Saturday night. Oh. But I did have <laughs> SNL to watch, so that was really great. That was me in high school yeah. as well. Yeah, such a lose. Yeah, I was like, whatever. I've got TV to watch. <laughs> and I still watch SNL live on yeah. Saturdays. Oh, that's and, pretty sweet. But I now I have events that I just don't go to. <laughs> right. I don't have like the TV to watch. Like I don't. Mm-hmm. So I watch it. I watch like clips the next day. Obsessed with Kate McKinnon and AD Bryant, and that's <laughs> oh, pretty much it. But yeah. yeah. Are you not obsessed with anyone else in that show? Not quite. Wow. Huge diss. I know. A lot of shade. I'm kidding. I know. Why don't you throw it? You know? <laughs> there are a ton of great people on yeah. there, and it's those are two. I still think the Weekend Update is hilarious. Like, it's one of my yeah. favorite segments, and regardless, yeah. I just think it's funny. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. So, you got into that world, though, into like yeah. production? Was that where you were? Production assistant? So, like, I, well, yeah, I was a PA. In, so, I, yeah, I wanted to be in TV. Went to school. Uh, I transferred. I was at started at Simmons College, but transferred mm-hmm. to go to uh, Emerson. And then uh, at Emerson, I did TV production. Got an internship at Colbert Report. Cool. Did that my senior year. So did so. I have heard people say report. Colbert Report. Yeah. Did I did I say report? You said it sounded yeah. like it. I couldn't quite tell. Yeah. But, and it made me just wonder if behind the scenes they're like it's the Colbert Report. It's rapport. And okay, like yeah. Right. So that's like the Colbert Report. Uh, but some people say the T, some people, yeah, I don't know. I said it so fast, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a, that's an interesting gig yeah. to, to have. What made you not want to pursue that world anymore? The last year of the show there was horrifying. Oh, yeah. Um, and I was just like, was burnt out and uh, Too much work horrifying? Too much. Like, I worked uh, I was, I was. worked as a production assistant. That mm-hmm. was, like, my the reason I was hired. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I worked mostly with props with this prop master named uh, Brendan, who is 
by far the most amazing person in the entire world. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I felt like he was my brother. Like he was just this guy who took me under his wing and taught me how to do these amazing things with props. Mm-hmm. Uh, he built sets for the show. He did all these kind of cool things, and I loved it. But at the same time, I was like, I want to be a comedy writer. So like in my head, that's what I wanted. But I actually hate writing comedy. Like I hate it. Every time I'd sit down to try to write something, I was like, would be the worst version of myself. And I was like, this is a terrible thing. I don't want to do it. Uh, and so, the, like, I shouldn't have pursued that or I shouldn't mm-hmm. have looked at that. I should have just stuck with props because I was actually, like, you can do potentially, it. like, good at that. Mm-hmm. I'm creative in that building sort of way. Cool. Um, but also, I did a lot of other jobs at the Colbert Report. So I did, I was like, I, I worked sometimes in the field department. They would, like, mm-hmm. pull me to do shoots. Sometimes they, like, I... Uh, filled in for somebody in the talent department for a few months when someone was on maternity leave. So I did a lot of stuff there. Um, but I was really bad at logistical things, oh. which I still am. Like I, I'm just like bad at it. I, <laughs> I think it's cause like it doesn't interest me. And when it doesn't interest me, I don't, I don't care. Unfortunately. Uh-huh. Okay. It's, it's a real, it's a real problem on my personality. <laughs> I'm not a great characteristic for that field where no, it's yeah. like very fast paced and has to be yeah, organized. Okay. It does. And it's like, so they made me like, I like worked in the production department for these two women who were the worst people I've ever met. Okay. Um, so you had yeah. one of the best people mm-hmm. in the world. Yeah. And then, uh, which is more shade. Uh, yeah. Is that it's by far, he was by far the best. Yeah, he was by far. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, it's getting awkward. So much shade. <laughs> so much shade to the rest of the cast members of SNL. I know. Still, still I'm just saying. No, but, uh, and then, but then you had the other side of it yeah. where uh, they're two mm-hmm. very difficult people. And those two had hiring capability and firing capability. Yeah. So uh, by the end of the year, like the last year that I worked there, when he announced he was going to be leaving Colbert Report oh. and moving, uh, people got weirdly paranoid, and uh, we had this other guy who got hired in, who ended up later getting fired from one. This is gossip, but he got like later got like fired from another show he worked on okay. for punching a PA. Oh like that's the kind gosh. of anger management he had. He was a really angry guy, so it was just a really bad environment to work in at the last year. Punch a person at work, right? Well, he was an angry all, guy. Yeah, like at work, especially. but specifically at work, because outside of work, we'll like give it a go. I mean, you let your hair down a little yeah. bit outside of work, but at work, you know. That shouldn't be shouldn't happen. Oof! I know what that person must be doing outside of work is got to be rough. He's yeah, probably not doing great. He was a bad guy. He was like mm. not a not a good dude. Um, but because of like that little turmoil, I was like really, I stopped. I couldn't care. Like mm-hmm. I couldn't mm-hmm. put in good effort. I got paranoid myself. It was just a gross environment. Mm. Uh, and by the end of it, the one woman was like, um, "We don't want you at the new show." And mm-hmm. I said. Fair. I don't think I want this either. But it turned my whole life upside down because I thought I wanted TV for my whole life, and then I straight up didn't, or I had to like recalibrate and yeah, yeah. It started this whole onset of what would right. be called my Saturn returns. But so it's yeah. <laughs> now, had you already been doing yoga by that point? Um, I did it in college mm-hmm. briefly for a summer mm-hmm. because uh, I stayed in Boston during that summer, and my. Sister, uh, I like was, college was not like a great time. I like was really depressed in college, and my sister was really sick. And I'm a twin, so it was my twin sister. Oh my gosh, yeah. I didn't get a twin. Yeah, she's Aww. perfect in every way. She's just the best. <laughs> oh gosh, <laughs> I'm so more shade. No, that that is, that's the opposite of shade. Yeah, that is putting glory on you, right? It's oh. Like, oh my twin. We don't look anything alike, which I have to point out. <laughs> Because I'll be like, she's so beautiful and so cool. And then I'm like, oh, my God, she thinks highly of herself. (laughs) Like, no, we look nothing alike. Yeah. She's got, like, brown, brown hair. Mm -hmm. She's about, like, a full head, like, taller than me. She's got my mother's, like, Irish features. And I've got my dad's, like, Italian features. Interesting. 
Yeah, I haven't. I don't know if I've met. That's fraternal twins. Fraternal right? twins. So yeah. I don't know if I've met fraternal twins who look so different. Yeah, uh, we have like the same eyes when mm-hmm. we smile, and that's about it. <laughs> really? Yeah. So do people so even think you're sisters? I know this is like not great for a podcast because you can't see it, but I'm just going to show you the photo. Like, yeah, just, show just, me, uh, oh, yeah. How do I get rid of all the? I don't know how to uh, clear. Oh yeah, clear. I don't know why. Clear. That's my twin. That. Yeah. Oh my gosh, she's adorable. Right. <laughs> See, that's what I say. <laughs> that's very sweet yeah. that she's your uh, background on my phone. Your, the background on your phone, and she's wearing a Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I bought her that shirt. shirt. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. okay. I bought that's me the why, same shirt. Is that the real reason she's on there? Just because she's wearing a shirt that you bought her? I need to met myself. I know I exist too. <laughs> it's a common I'm thing totally, with twins. <laughs> I don't know why I'm teasing you so much. It's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, one question I am just curious about. I, I know I deviated i'm deviating from my moving forward but um working a job that must have been a dream job Mm -hmm. uh what was that like to have that tough last year to be like oh this was something i thought i really wanted to do with my life yeah well the word that they would use often at the show like i remember this one guy who was just like a really nice dude who worked in the control room uh jack roach he would talk about uh, the golden handcuffs. And I was like, ah, yeah, yeah, the golden handcuffs, which you would say, like, this is a great job, but it keeps you trapped. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't really understand what that was until the last year. And then when I when I was like, oh, mm-hmm. um, because, yeah, it existed in this form of I wanted this job so badly, but I actually really hated it. Uh. Um, but there was like the prestige around it. Like people were interested if I would go to any sort of Bar with people and they'd be like what do you do and it's that like Same new york that question there is like people g- like give a shit about you and yeah. you're like this feels nice yeah i've never had that before right which um, has got to also be such an icky feeling sometimes too yeah when um you know that world can be that whole like keeping up with the joneses mm-hmm. and uh trying to i mean not that you were trying to do that or i was in airs, but like yeah you know, I wasn't. I like changed as a human for those mm. like couple. Years. Like I was, I would get angrier. Mm. Like I would, I, I was unhappy. Work, I punched yeah. so many people at work. <laughs> so many PAs. <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't. I like hmm. didn't love it. Hmm. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. I want to work in. Uh, I want a job, but mm-hmm. you know, like every, you know, everyone should yeah. want a job. But um, you know, I I've tried to get a production job at mm-hmm. Late Show, and I, since I don't have yeah. TV experience, of radio experience. Uh, they didn't go for me, but yeah. um, I had a friend who worked there. You know, it doesn't sound like that atmosphere was so bad, but yeah. you know, it's more. I, yeah, I've got. I mean, most of my people still work there. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's um, are the bad people still working there too? One of them got fired later. Okay. Um, and then one of them, they like kind of just left. Well, she. I think she still works there, but I don't hear much about her. Uh, and hopefully, I just know she's unhappy, so that's good enough. <laughs> Is that evil? Namaste. I'm a yoga teacher. I wish hope and dreams to everybody, but also, like, go to hell. <laughs> yeah. You're not a nice person. <laughs> if, uh, you know, I, I get really despondent when I hear of, like, people who aren't good to people yeah. doing well. And it's like, well, I try to be really good to people and I wish I was doing better. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I wish right. I was doing as well as they were and they're well, not like... suck. Yeah. Yeah. I that stinks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, good things shouldn't happen to bad people. Right. And it happens all the time. <laughs> it's really sad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. 
especially when it beca- when it's like in the world of a rat race. It's like, well, right. because of whatever reason, I just got ahead of everyone else, so I'm going to yeah. use this to make myself feel like I'm better than everyone else. Yeah. Well, you're not. You're not better than anyone. It's true. And like TV is a weird environment because it is kind of that. Like, mm-hmm. The way that it's like everything is super important. Everyone's like, there's a there's a desire for everyone to feel like the role that they have is big enough to matter in the show. Mm-hmm. When in general, there's probably only like five things that matter in the show, mm-hmm. um, and chances are like you're not one of them. Unfortunately, like, it's like that kind of feeling of just uh-huh. like right. The writing matters because mm-hmm. uh, it's like it's a comedy show, so the writing mm-hmm. matters. Uh, and then I'd say like the, the like the. Uh, um, editing like the the video people like those right. and the graphics like those things matter to putting the comedy in the show mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i would say like on some level the props mattered but uh for sh- like brendan's work because mm-hmm. the props involved the con it's about selling the joke mm-hmm. and that's the whole reason for the show so the things that matter was like the joke joke is right guess, seems king um so like other things like that you know like logistics of things like they don't like it matters because it's all part of the greater thing mm-hmm. but everyone wanted so badly to be like the one the that one mattered. that mattered mm. and i get that like that's a human like need right so i get that yeah yeah i can understand that it's still just like unfortunate <laughs> yeah yeah so it's like yeah tv once the show left I, or ended i was like i looked at a few tv jobs and stuff and you said but nothing nah, yeah i like could i like was trying to get a job at 0.0 mm-hmm. which is what did like a lot of anthony bourdain's show mm-hmm. um which would have been cool, but I just, like, there was something about, like, just this icky feeling and, like, bad taste in my mouth from working in the production that I mm-hmm. couldn't handle. Yeah. Um, and also, I just, like, was getting really into improv at the time and just, I was tired of giving all of my time to something else. Totally understand that. Yeah. Yeah. And did that, do you think, propelled you into yoga? I mean, since it is, like, namaste, you know, yeah. like, is, is that what? sort of push that oh well, so i think what pushed that well there's several things that push that i worked at um uh i got a job at class pass and the reason mm-hmm. i took the job at class pass was i love i was already like a big runner and i loved like i would wake up before going to a 12 to 14 hour work job mm-hmm. to run 10 miles like sometimes because mm-hmm. i'm hyper um <laughs> But uh, it was like, I'm never tired. I need to run a lot. But yeah, you do seem very energetic. I'm very energetic, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm also I'm currently injured. My knee is injured. So I'm like doubly energetic because I can't, you can't get work out. out. So I haven't been like, I've been not working out for the last like 10 days. Uh-huh. And I'm going insane. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm. hyper. <laughs> um, but yeah, I worked at ClassPass because I would get free ClassPass, which meant I could take any classes in the city, like mm-hmm. fitness classes. And it was one of those jobs at the beginning when it was like, hey, uh, unlimited uh, vacation days. Oh, wow. At which point I was like, great. Yeah. I'll never show up. <laughs> and like for a good six months, I barely did. Wow. And then they fired me and I was like, checks out. Well, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, it should have. But it was like me, just like I took that job to like, I guess, figure out what exactly I wanted. And uh-huh. I was getting a paycheck and I left most of the time. And I would leave a lot and I would take a lot of yoga classes, specifically this like one person's yoga class. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. and that's sort of what got me into yoga. Yeah. So I'm what I'm hearing mm-hmm. is that um the stricter the environment, the less you like it. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Although I loved TV at the beginning and I was good at like when I'm overloaded with mm-hmm. things, like when I'm have a busy busy schedule, uh I surprisingly do more work and I mm-hmm. do it better. Mm-hmm. If my schedule is like not as busy, I show up late to things, I get lazy, I mm-hmm. become mm-hmm. like very blah. 
<laughs> so I'm like, I work in a very... You work yeah. now in places that bring out more of uh, positivity in you. For sure. And yeah, it's mm-hmm. energetic. Like, mm-hmm. I get to meet a lot yeah. of people. Um, my schedule is, like, all over. Like, it's all over the place, but, like, organized in a way that feels good to me. So I mm-hmm. have, like, good portions of the, my midday off that I can pack <laughs> crazily mm-hmm. with, like, things that bring me joy. Like, seeing my friends or... Mm-hmm. Uh, going for a run when I can and, yeah. or like eating big giant banh mi sandwiches like nice things <laughs> yeah <laughs> I thought you were going to throw in donuts or something like that I do like eating donuts <laughs> I pretty much eat donuts with Anna New and that's like oh uh, great <laughs> I mean when I think of donuts I think of Anna New <laughs> what's your donut spot my donut well so well here I live really close to donut plant okay so I'll go there for donuts but mm-hmm. if I'm being honest it's not my favorite donut it's not mine either it's not yeah it's like a fine donut yeah it's a good donut are you yeast or are you cake uh, so I grew up in South Carolina okay. where Krispy Kreme is king. So yeah. like, also um, not a bad donut. Yeah. And that's a yeast donut. Okay. Um, so that's what I got really used to, but mm-hmm. my favorite donut of theirs is actually not the yeast. It's the cruller, which is a cakey donut. I like that. Right. We had these, and I can't stop thinking, when Anna and I went to Chicago in April, mm-hmm. we also have like little donut tattoos. Oh, do you have a, a podcast where you're just eating uh, donuts? We're trying to, it's or? like, we have... <laughs> We have like a blog that we just started. Oh, it's a blog. Yeah, right. um, where we're just talking about like our feelings and donuts and like food. Uh-huh, it's uh-huh. great. It's mostly for us, but other people can like now play along if they want to. It's the most fun. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we went to we went to Chicago like in April and mm-hmm. we went on a donut tour. Mm-hmm. And there was this one donut that they took us to. And of course, I'm like blanking on their name now. And it's your favorite of it's all my time. Fa- but it had this like old fashioned donut, mm-hmm. and it was like a buttermilk old fashioned donut. Ooh. I'm telling you, dough is my favorite donut. Dough is a great donut. That's big, the uh, Dolce de Leche with the oh almonds. Gosh. I know. I was there last week and I got, they have like the vanilla with chocolate sprinkles. Oh yeah. Which is, I think is new and I love sprinkles. Yeah. I'm, I'm fine with sprinkles. I feel like I never really taste them. It's or, the, cr- it's the added crunch. It's a little crunch for you. That's why I like the Dolce there. Yeah. Cause it has the that. almonds. Uh, all of their it's good donuts stuff. are just the best in so, the world yeah. and everyone's heard me talk about it a million times and they'll hear me talk yeah. about it a million more it's great there's a <laughs> there's a fitness gym called the fitting room mm-hmm. across the street from doe mm-hmm. and i'll like if i ever go to that place i just go to doe right after it's amazing <laughs> it's right there uh, there's a place that i just went to recently called the donut pub okay it's on 14th street am mm-hmm. i wrong okay <laughs> i know yeah. <laughs> pretty good donuts <laughs> yeah um I was I was really into their donuts on Seventh Avenue. Have you been to Donut Shop? No, they're I've like seen it. cash only. So if you have cash and I you ever not. get off the J- G train ever, mm-hmm. I'm like always oh, there. I um, have wanted to go there, mm-hmm. but it's cash only. Whenever I'm over there, I'm like, oh, I don't have any cash on. Yeah, another day. Yeah, okay. I'll, but they're cheap. So like, should you ever have like by chance like two to three dollars, you then can I'll probably get like one or two donuts. That's the great thing about donuts yeah. is you don't really ever yeah, find expensive. an expensive donut. I know. Yeah. There was there's some in like what's the it's at San Diego or San like San Diego. Mm-hmm. What's that like big fancy? I like ran by it one morning and I was in San I Diego and I brought them back. I brought like four or five donuts back mm-hmm. for no reason. I was just like <laughs> these are great. These are great. Yeah. Well, listen, donuts are the best. They are. They're the best thing. Uh, Brings I, joy. Your friend might be the best thing in the world, but I yeah. think it's. Donuts. donuts. Yeah. <laughs> no, I shade. I, <laughs> yes. Again, against SNL. Yeah. Donuts are Boom. better. <laughs> um, so, 
you I've always felt you to be like a very centered person centered interesting mm-hmm. okay that's the vibe I always got from you cool, especially cool. Uh, when we hadn't spoken a lot yeah yeah does does that it seems like it surprises you centered like how do you mean by centered it's just maybe maybe it's the wrong word it's the word I've used to sort of refer to someone whose vibe just seems like really in control of themselves and who they mm-hmm. are and they're like their energy that they're giving out like okay. you just always seem really in place with yourself i'll take that I and that, it's always yeah. uh, before i knew you did yoga it mm-hmm. was like she does yoga oh cool she teaches she's a yogi or i'm something. glad it's working <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. well yeah i mean like every yogi i've met has yeah. that same sort of vibe and i don't mean to say like oh namaste necessarily yeah. but just like I don't know, really present in a way that seems like they are clear on mm-hmm. who they are and where they are. I think that's, I think it took a lot. Of, I think, thank you, first of all. <laughs> thank you. That's very, that's very nice. But I think it took work. I don't think that was. For sure, yeah. Like, I, I would say, like, the last four years of my life has been, like, a huge, like, I think four years ago was certainly not the case. But that's, like, the whole point of time, right? Uh, and mm-hmm. then re- I turned 30 this year, so I feel like. When I hit it, I was like, oh, I'm actually comfortable with this and it feels right. That happens, Which, I think, with 32. Yeah. That's a good yeah. age to turn because you do sort of go, oh, 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 I didn't yeah. have to worry about so much in my 20s. Right? <laughs> You're like, oh, that was, yeah, you kind of like can breathe for a second. You're right. like, well, all right, that's over. Yeah. <laughs> but there's, yeah, yeah I think, uh, so there, I, like, I, I think I'm very much at this point which is weird to say because it seems like almost braggy uh, and you're like are we allowed to like be like hey I'm okay with who I am <laughs> is that allowed right it's doesn't a, it feel that's a weird thing yeah. going on right now and I think it's just like all the animosity thrown all the way around yeah. uh, it's hard to know if where you stand with right. what people are finding acceptable it's yeah and I'm like I think it's one of those like I'm very much like I definitely think I'm okay with who I am mm-hmm. Uh, well, you're walking around with a shirt right now that says feminist, feminist. on it. And I'm to that, do, thank you. You, yeah. know, you know, there's some people who can put a negative connotation on that, yeah. and you're comfortable wearing that. You know? Yeah. So. It's also laundry day. <laughs> I will say that. <laughs> so there's that. But also, yes, I am like, I wear this feminist shirt, and I'm like, yeah, I'm a feminist, but I'm so like, I'm interested in hearing other people's ideas. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. As long as they're not offensive. Yeah. You know, I've. I've sort of augmented this, but I've said since I was a teenager that if everyone just showed basic common decency, the world would be a right. better place. hundred percent. You know, bend over backwards. Yeah. Just show basic common decency. Surprisingly, that's hard. <laughs> and I'm, yeah, it is. It, and it's gotten harder, it seems, just because I feel like right now our culture is in a very negative mm-hmm. uh, headspace. And um, I've sort of augmented it to just like do whatever you want as long as you're not hurting other people. Yeah. Like, why is that so hard? Right. It's, yeah. And if someone says, like, and if you do something and you don't realize it hurts somebody and someone's like, hey, I'm hurt, like, apologize. Or, yeah. like, take it, listen to why they're hurt, mm-hmm. and then learn from it. That's super hard on both sides. For sure. It's hard to say, hey, that hurt my feelings. Oh, yeah. And when people try to say it, then it comes out maybe confused. Yeah. And so the other person feels, like, under the gun, so to speak. Mm-hmm. It can get confused when someone is just trying to say that they're hurt, but they're not saying that that plainly. Right. You know, it would be so much better if someone just said, "Hey, 
my feelings are hurt by that. And then yeah. you could be like, well, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. Mm-hmm. I don't understand how I hurt your feelings. Right. And then you could just, like, hash it out. And, like, a, I think just also in those situations, emotions are high, so mm-hmm. it can be kind of tough. But we all, Yeah, we all, like, act out of defense, like, a lot. Like, so this is, like, silly. Like, I, I love astrology, mm-hmm. but only recently because I think it's <laughs> – and I think – I, like I'll, I'll credit to like having some self awareness to astrology, and like people, some people like were like I know nothing about astrology, and that's like complete bullshit. I know nothing about astrology. I will educate you if you need it, but it's <laughs> so good. Um, but I feel like there's a lot of like I'm an, I'm an Aries, which is mm-hmm. uh, they're fiery, they're uh, very they're very passionate. They like a lot of times get associated mm-hmm. with anger. Okay. Um, well, I'm. I mean, everyone can experience anger, but yeah. I would just be so surprised if you were someone who's like, I get angry a lot. I, it's, but, like, it's my first emotion. Like, that's mm. typically how I relate. Like, if something, if, and it's, I know exactly, like, it's interesting because, like, I know, and self-awareness, I think, is key. Mm-hmm. Or the first step to, like, being able to uh, apologize, if you know. Like, I know my first reaction to things, mm. um, if I feel at all threatened, and that can be, like, if my safety is threatened in, like, a physical, real way, mm-hmm. or if I'm, uh, like, feeling threatened like my my security is feeling threatened like my hmm. emotions are feeling threatened my first reaction is like complete anger and it's not that i i don't punch somebody <laughs> yet <laughs> but i get what you mean but yeah. like i get like my i kind of like i'll shut it's like down fight or and flight and it's all fight it's or all something. it's like yeah I'll, like, like you're pick ready a fight. for the fight oh mm-hmm. you pick a fight even yeah i can Gosh, like i just don't see this yeah but I, don't, I know i don't know they're like well, nice but... they're gentle fights mm-hmm. i'm not like a well I, if if i get if I get like pushed, I mm-hmm, will be. Mm-hmm. A, I'm a I guess I've but, just never yeah. uh, pushed your buttons or made you yeah. feel threatened or yeah. something. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. So far, so good. <laughs> and like most people don't. Like uh, mm-hmm. for the most part, like I'll um, like I felt angry about being let go from Colbert Report. Like that mm-hmm. that anger like existed for a long time. Right, I can and, understand that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If I get like my heart broken, I'm mm-hmm. angry. You would have kept working, you thought, or were you already sort of like maybe I need I would, to leave? I think I'm like really. It's one of those things where like it's I like, hate to say this because I don't want to give them the credit, but I am so glad that they let me go because I would have kept working there. The mean people or everyone the there? The mean people. Okay. Yeah, there was like two people that were terrible. Everyone else was wonderful. Oh, yeah. I've heard good things about yeah. Colbert. There was good people, yeah. I mean, like him himself. Oh, I've he's a wonderful things. human, yeah. yeah. Um, I wish he could be my mentor. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, like, because he's from South Carolina and yeah. comedy. and. Yeah. I mean, if you ever see a show, you should ask him questions about it because they just like the audience interview. Yeah. Yeah, we did go see a show, and we were in the back, and we did the Q&A, and I mm-hmm. raised my hand, but he didn't see me, and so I got out. Got it. That was before we moved here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I just am putting it out in the universe that he would be a great mentor yeah. to me. <laughs> Honestly, manifestation. Someone's been telling me all about it. It's like, if you manifest yeah. it, it'll happen. Well. I mean, whether or not that actually happens, but just... Like ask the universe for it, and maybe it shall happen. <laughs> That'd be nice, right? But you know, we were uh, we deviated from the more serious <laughs> talk. Fair. Well, I don't mean to say this uh, manifestation isn't serious, but <laughs> just what we were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> but um, about astrology, about mm-hmm. like knowing your your habits and yeah. knowing where your head's at. Um, yeah. That has helped you to just sort of guide yourself? It is, yeah. And I, I'll ask people, like, a lot of times within, like, a conversation, I'll start to think about what their sign is and, like, try to mm-hmm. figure it out. Not that I'm, like, going to pigeonhole them or put them in a box because people are surprising. And right, right. there's, like, I mean, if we want to go deep into it, there's a whole chart that just, dis- like, a whole bunch of things. It's not going to be all of these things yeah. that hit you. Yeah, even if you think about it from, like, a medical point of view, right. if someone has a uh, mental condition or mm-hmm. emotional dis- condition, 
they have maybe certain characteristics more mm-hmm. or less than other people. For sure. Mm-hmm. And like like uh, the way that I always kind of talk about it is like astrology and the entire chart that we have with astrology mm-hmm. is kind of like a seed that we are planted with at birth. Uh, mm-hmm. But like that, if someone else has that like, same exact chart, like Little Wayne and uh, St. Vincent have the same birth chart. Interesting. And they're very different people. Very different people. And my twin and I have the same birth chart and we're very different people. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you you have like different upbringings that create who you are. And like yeah. the, these like little ast- astrological things are kind of just how you will then react to things. Interesting. And sometimes like your astrological DNA, if you want to call it that, okay. will never ever get triggered. And so you'll never experience something from that. But if it does get triggered, it's kind of that's how the first reaction would be and how you end up dealing with it and how mm-hmm. you perceive it. Mm-hmm. So I tend to think that that's kind of interesting as far as like a one one out of a thousand million ways that you could learn about who you are. Mm-hmm. Therapy is also wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> but like, uh, which is like, I do both, I guess. Yeah. But like, yeah, it takes, um, I think I think it's just a, it's a lighthearted, more fun way to like mm. be able to understand yourself, other people. Like it gives, it lets me give people the benefit of the doubt if I'm like dealing with a like a oh, Pisces or yeah. something like that. You could, you know, so you yeah. might say like, oh, this person has a fiery temper and so... Mm-hmm. I guess just navigate the conversation this way. Yeah. I see. It helps. Like, yeah. You know, because, like, there's certain tendencies of these, and you can see it sometimes, and it's it's nice to be able to be, like, if for, if for some reason it helps me. It's like I'm a mm-hmm. visual learner, and that it seems to be, like, a <laughs> visual thing for me, I guess. Yeah. Does that come into your improv at all? Other than just straight up talking about astrology. But- I try to make it, and then Michael Lund's like, it's not fun. It's to stop. <laughs> and I'm like, I will get him to believe someday. <laughs> But do you ever say, like, oh, this character in your mind? Just say, like, oh, this character's acting a bit yeah. like a Capricorn or whatever, and so let me respond to them in a c- yeah. certain way? Does that ever come across it your mind? surprisingly never comes into my mind. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how. I don't I think mean, I'm that. Really tough. Like, there's, I watch people do improv, and, like, some people are so good and talented, and mm-hmm. I'm, like, I'm, I'm going to, like, throw shade at myself for a moment. I don't think I'm that good. Like, <laughs> Well, I'm listen, like, <laughs> I've told people i've said this before on the podcast that yeah. my favorite house team in the country is mm-hmm. bodywork yeah bodywork i'm as someone who's like was placed on, on bodywork yes <laughs> you're great they're thank you they're they're so talented it's an unbelievably talented team on another it's, level it's and it, like being put on that team was definitely like a because i was on avalanche before and it was mm-hmm. really fun to be like put on yeah. a team and it was like i was that team and I like meshed we mm-hmm. went forward together and we had new players right. and stuff and now you with got, being put on body yeah. work, you've been on a year now I think over a year at this point oh okay maybe yeah no last mm-hmm. March and what are we in so it's a year and a half now okay wow yeah and uh but I got I think I'm like ju- like it's gonna sound crazy but I'm just getting comfortable mm-hmm. um, well they were a unit that yeah. had moved on like you and Avalanche had mm-hmm. moved on and, and it, you know you were added after yeah. they had moved on as a unit, right? So it's sort of you. I I feel like you match with them really well. Thank you. Um, you giggle a lot. They make me. It's it's like I break so often, and it's like I, like I. It's so embarrassing sometimes. I'm just like I can't. But they. You all are having so much fun up they there. Are it's so, so great. Funny, like I'm. I'm like when I was placed on the team, I was like, holy shit, this is this is incredible. And then I was mm-hmm. like holy shit, I have to, like, Mike, the caliber of improv I have to do needs to be so high, which is, like, of course, I, I just put so much pressure on myself. So the first year, mm-hmm. I was, like, I think I I would barely go out on stage. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, I had such stage fright. Just, it's, like, 
I can understand that. Being, I would have, yeah. I would have experienced the same thing. I mean, I sort of did getting on Sweetheart because mm-hmm. I had already I knew the Alexes and Hillary yeah. and Amanda. I knew they were all great and um, I you love know. I, I love so many people on your team. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah me too. I love yeah. all of them. And uh, so it was it, it's that first season. I very much was like, oof, I, you know, can I? Yeah, can I bring any the high caliber? level of improv that these Mm -hmm. people can bring i get i totally get that it's yeah it's it it messes with your head in that sense of like i was Mm -hmm. like um and i didn't have time at the time to like take a class i think that would have been the best thing for me to do to like be able to like get a little bit of that courage to Mm -hmm. kind of play with the the team and yeah but their body work like i I will say (laughs) Like I'll make the joke. I was like, "Yeah, Bodywork is one of the best teams on the night." I was like, "I was like, I can't wait to play with them." And I'm like, "You're on the team." And I was like, "I know. I gotta just get out there and like play with them. They're That's so, so talented." Um, but yeah. I, it's such a good team, and you all have a good, really good mix of people mm-hmm. uh, on there, and uh, just such a great, yeah, you know, great shows all the time. It's fun, and like I'll say, we have fun like when we're not on stage too. It's like yeah. not one of those things where it's like, oh, they're good on stage. Like there's the team has got a great dynamic off stage too, and it's very cool to like be unique. a part of and watch and yeah mm-hmm. like I really like hanging out with them That's like good. before and after shows like it's very fun well it's also a team of just people that are some of my favorite people off stage right you know like Charlie is just one of the yeah. most dear hearted people I've ever met and I've such affinity yeah. for him he's he I love Charlie. He's like color in the human form. It's yeah, just yeah, so and the nice. best color. You yeah. know, like Thalo blue or something. Right. <laughs> but it also changes when he's like with oh, his yeah, emotion. Yeah. Oh, he's so yeah. He's, he's the just best. So cool. Um, he's been on the podcast. The listeners know yeah. who he is. I, I love uh, just everything about him. Yeah. Um, oh. And you, your whole team is great. We could go yeah. on and on about with how every they're single, all single out each individual and talk about how great they <laughs> For are. For sure, yeah. honestly. I mean, we just got Fugoto. She's great. She's, yeah. Yeah, and she was I'm so a good. Thrilled. She was a good addition. Yeah, and Tom Sanchez was a really good addition. Tom, um, from, like I was, he was on Avalanche with me too. It's like, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So I was like super stoked to get that's him. That's good. So, yeah, that's good. He le- makes me laugh very hard every time I see him. He's so funny. <laughs> Everyone on the team just does such fun stuff. Yeah. All right, and just, yeah. M- Check out Bodywork on Wednesday night. Yeah, please <laughs> come to New York just to see Bodywork. Mm-hmm. Um, how does yoga affect your improv? Yeah, has it? Uh, I think the two are very connected. I had like a, Lewis is a yoga teacher too. He coaches body work. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Lewis and Megan both did their teacher training and so they are very involved mm-hmm, in yoga. Mm-hmm. It is, I think it's very connected. There's a lot of, like it's mindfulness. and But mindfulness is like, I, there's a tough word with mindfulness. I think there's, I'm always like battling two different lines. On, on right, I guess some people stuff. think of like cultishness with For mindfulness. Sure. And that like you, when you're mindful, like you're, you're just like tuned out. Like you're always just mm-hmm. like, so in tune with like you but like it's mindfulness mm-hmm. of others and like right there's listening involved and i think and that's in, what's helpful with yeah. improv is being able to observe everything and right. take it in real time there's like an aspect of and like i i should apply more of my yoga to my improv but i'm like too busy just giggling at what body work is doing to like think um but yeah there's i, I really do think there's i mean listening in it's a different style of listening, but it's the same sort of thing of like, can you be present? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yoga, the practice of yoga is like, can you be present? And the things right. that you're being present at in yoga, which I think kind of is in tune with figuring out how you're like, it's a conversation with your body. So each practice is like 
we can go like a lot of, I teach heated yoga. So I think a lot of people go and they just want to work out, mm. which is fine. Sometimes you need that just to be able to like, you've sat at a desk all day. You just need to move right. your body. Is heated yoga the same as hot yoga or? Uh, yeah, it's pretty much. Okay. But um, there's Bikram yoga, which is like a 28 posture series. Mm-hmm. Twice through. I hate it. If I'm being honest, <laughs> it's just like not a good, I think it's dangerous. I have heard a lot of like yoga people say that, like, yeah. like yoga um, instructors say like, it's not something you need all the time. And some no. people are doing it all the time. Like twice a day. And you're just like, you're going to die of something. Um, my, the, the, I, it's vinyasa, which is just like a standard mm-hmm. flowy practice oh, okay. and it's in a heated room. So the temperature is like 94 to eight, Whoa. 98 degrees. Yeah. 98 degrees. 98 degrees. The band comes in. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> yeah. Um, one thing that was a big help for me recently Mm -hmm. was something that I, I think it was in a meditation app that I was doing Mm -hmm. because I'm trying to get more into that and I'm not great about it. Okay. (laughs) I'm about doing it every day. Also not great at meditation. Surprisingly. I mean, not surprisingly, but surprisingly. Well, your your energy, I guess, makes your mind. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, the app that I'm using, which is, um, Headspace. No, actually, and it's not Calm either. It's a different one called Balance. Okay. And I love it. Yeah. And they were just talking about how if you ever feel like uh, maybe your mind's racing Mm -hmm. or you're antsy, and I'm paraphrasing, uh, just sort of take a moment to take a deep breath and feel the ground beneath you that's supporting you. And I did that on stage once because a lot of times on mm-hmm. sidelines, I'm like, okay, you know, I, do I need to edit and, yeah. uh, you know, I, I need to listen, I need to pick up on this or what am I going to do next? And um, I just took a second just to sort of feel the mm. stage below me and and, and uh, it all just went away. Oh, wow. And, it, and every time I've done that, it's made it all go away. It, it feels like, yeah, it makes kind of sense. There's a lot of things I think I would... I'm much better preaching than I am at practicing, I think. We all are. We all are, right? <laughs> but it's um, like it's a yogic thing. I think it would certainly apply and help in improv a thousand yeah. percent. And it's something like my, like I, um, I remember when I was doing improv with, like when taking classes and I was having this conversation, I'm not sure if it was with Lewis or Rick or Nick or somebody like, Someone, someone, one of the one of the guy improv teachers had the magnet, my <laughs> but it was like one of these. Uh, we were talking about like I'm uh, feelings, like the idea of having feelings. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I don't like. I can tune it out. Like it's a you know like a your past is like a kid or whatever it allows you. Like I can numb out, so mm. I can numb out any sense of feeling, which is not great for improv, right. not great for yoga, mm-hmm. but a technique that's great for coping if you ever needed to cope oh, with something. Interesting. So, so if you're having yeah. like an episode of some kind on right. stage, that's... You could, I like, yeah, so if I have to feel anything or like get emotion and I re- remember like an exercise and I, again, I don't remember which one it was trying to get me to like, but I think the idea of being nervous mm-hmm. allowed me like, again, that like your body does crazy things and your mind does crazy things to protect you. Right. It's not always great in the long scheme because you're like, I want to feel emotion. Right. I want to feel I want emotion to if I'm on stage. Least, yeah. yeah. If I'm in a relationship, if I'm uh, uh, eating ice cream, like anything, like you're like, emotion's good. <laughs> right. It's there to like, you want to express it. But if you've like been able to cope, like tune <laughs> it out. I said eating ice cream. Yeah. When I eat ice cream, it's when I'm in the happiest, I think. <laughs> so good. Uh, uh, we are best friends in spirit. I feel like this is true. I feel like we need to get donuts and ice cream <laughs> right, that, that <laughs> on top of it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so like I was doing this exercise and they're like, feel it, like express this feeling. And I mm-hmm. like straight up couldn't. 
Um, yeah. It was, I still, yeah, I get where you're coming from. Right? Like, you're like, they're like, react to this thing that happened. And I was like, I don't know how to react to it other than being, and I guess that's the key of acting, which mm-hmm. is why, you know, like you hear like some method actors, actors go into it and like they can't come out of it. Like, there's all these, right, yeah. it's a tough thing. It's like tough, emotions are tough yeah. to play with. They are because yeah. you're either pretending to have them. That's mm-hmm. one approach that, yeah. that legitimate actors can take. And another approach is to actually feel them right. in the moment. And another approach is sort of like both. Right. Where it's like uh, just trying to remember when you felt it before so you can get a, a sense of mm-hmm. it and, and portray it genuinely. And, you know, there are all sorts of arguments that people can make yeah. on it. But I find myself lately not doing anything. Mm-hmm. of Just like pretending to have the emotion, which doesn't feel right. It doesn't right. feel present. It doesn't mm-hmm. feel like I'm actually presenting anything honest. Right. And I hate it. It's yeah, same. I like I, it feels awful. Myself, yeah, no. and then I hate myself, and that's like the anger. They oh god, it's problematic. <laughs> and then I punch yeah. myself. And then I punch myself. <laughs> but there's like so in therapy. I, I go to therapy. I think therapy is amazing. Mm-hmm. I think every like if I'm president, which you know, like honestly, why, at this point, yeah, why not? <laughs> like I get to yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, if I could do president, I would get make everyone do physical therapy and mental case. I call it mental case therapy, which is probably not very nice. But like I go to mental case therapy. You get your brain yeah. all figured out. Yeah. Um, but I don't my know therapist, it's not, nice. not yeah. <laughs> I like said it once and someone's like, that seems rude. And I was like, well, oh, I guess it's like saying that old thing of people like, oh, he's a mental, mental case. case. And I was like, I am a mental case. I'm a human being. Of course, I'm a mental case. <laughs> it sounds like you're using it in a very lighthearted way. Yeah. So, yeah I don't... so we like need both those therapies. But my therapist was trying to get me to like feel emotion. Mm-hmm. And this is interesting because it was like right around the time of my yoga teacher training. Mm-hmm. And like yoga teacher, they would teach a training. They're like, you're going to feel so much and you're going to like let it all out. And I, I numbed out the entirety of my yoga teacher training. It was too much. I like didn't Mm want to deal with it. So I didn't. Um, But so like, she's like, put your one hand on your heart, one hand on your belly, which is a thing I teach all the time in yoga. And you're like, are supposed to breathe and like feel what's happening. Cause our, our sensors, like our body is very connected to our brain and our emotions are very connected to the body. Mm-hmm. And so like, it's the same sort of thing. Like if you're nervous before like uh, an improv show, like, or anything, you might feel like the butterflies in your stomach. Like mm-hmm. that's like my therapist, like that's a feeling. And I'm like, that's a feeling <laughs> like right. what? Like if you're feeling like in love, your heart, like your mm-hmm. chest gets a little bit, same thing with grief. Like you feel it in mm-hmm. like the mm-hmm. same places anxiety like is lives in the shoulders so we have these psychosomatic things in our right. body that exist and acknowledging um, it is good it is good that's and one so, of the things i learned from the meditation app the plan that i'm on yeah. now was saying like tag or, or label mm-hmm. a feeling like it's, just like acknowledge it acknowledge it and like if it's hatred anger jealousy like mm-hmm. all fine feel there was like a time in my yoga teacher training where i like really wanted people to like feel even the bad feelings mm-hmm. i was like i don't know if this is good but i was like it's important like, we try to pretend like we don't exist in anger. Mm-hmm. We try to pretend like we don't exist in frustration or jealousy mm-hmm. or, um, like, feeling bad. Right. We always try but to run a, from it. Right. Yeah. Well, it's. I think that's the tough thing. Maybe this is too real, yeah. but it can just be... You want to feel happy. Yeah. And you feel sad, but you want to feel happy. Mm-hmm. And it's... I mean, I feel that now, you know, where it's like if I allow myself to really feel what I'm feeling sometimes Mm -hmm. and I'm just going to be too sad and I just want to be happy. Yeah. And that could be tough to sort of break through. Mm -hmm. And um, you can feel like you're you have no control of of feeling happy one day or something like that. And that can just be sort of debilitating of like even just allowing yourself to feel what you're feeling. Yeah. It's also like you can get into this trap 
which I think I got into a couple times and it's like hard to pull yourself out of where like in general, I think like we all want to feel like safe Mm -hmm. and that's a hard thing Mm -hmm. to kind of ever do. Sometimes in our own life, like what becomes familiar is what becomes safe. So if you're unhappy and that's like the sense that you're feeling all the time, that's a familiar feeling. Mm -hmm. So like what would like feeling happy or being content or feeling like any sort of other sort of feeling is unfamiliar and that could be terrifying and triggering so like it's right. this weird cycle that you can like wind yourself up in i've talked about this before there was a book and it was just a book about acting for the camera yeah and it was talking about uh, the the author was talking about an acting class that he mm-hmm. does and he always has the students say out loud just stand in front of everyone and say i have the right to feel angry i have yeah. the right to feel you know mad or afraid or sad and the one that everyone always had the toughest with mm-hmm. saying and in like really feeling is I have a right to be happy. Right. I mean, it's the like, weirdest thing. What I said at the beginning was like, I, I was like, I, I'm going to sound braggy, but I'm content with who I am. Which like, we, why aren't we allowed to like just, it's because we all want to like, it's for the same reason when someone's just like, I'm having a bad day. And it's like, misery loves company. So we all want to mm-hmm. just be miserable. And you're like, mm-hmm. There's some really good shit out there, though. And, like, things, like, you know, my dad bought me this book a long time, like, in college when I was really depressed. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, because we would send each other, and it was, like, this one, like, little bit of joy that I would have. He would mm-hmm. send me an email, and I would send it back, and it was just a clip from, like, a thing to be happy about that day. Mm. Simple. And it would be from anything of, like, um, like, I don't know, I saw, like, a leaf change color. It's oh, like, yeah. Stupid, but like that's a nice thing, and it makes me feel something happy. Yeah, well, labeling it whenever it happens is good. Like I like that, and it's Mm -hmm. nice because like we again we want to live in this like if misery seems familiar, we want to live there. But like pulling yourself out one like little piece at a time is really nice. And he bought me this book, and it's just like a one hundred one or like one thousand and one something things to be happy about. Mm -hmm. And then like with that, I have on my phone in my notes section just like. I like if I feel something good, I have this like list of things that I just in, that make me happy. Um, from like the dumbest thing to like the things that are actually legitimately sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, but like yeah, I like all like I love an almond milk latte on a stoop at like a fall crisp day. So when that <laughs> happens, I'm like, this is a good day, and I can like follow that. Mm-hmm. You know, because if I'm having a bad day, they suck. But yeah. yeah. You can find like small things that are exciting. Yeah, you know, and sometimes it's it doesn't have to be that one thing is what's happening right. 100% of your day. Right. You know, like there's maybe in the morning you were having a bad morning, mm-hmm. but then something really great happened at lunch and right. you're fine the rest of the day, you know, like, yeah. or for, you know, a portion of that day, mm-hmm. you, you had some really great things that yeah. happened. Um, it's good to sort of just take note of that. I guess that's like count your blessings, but right. also like in time like in real time count your blessings like as they happen as it happens yeah and like in general like like many 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 people are very lucky Mm -hmm. many many people are very not but you know Mm -hmm. it's one of those things of just like yeah if you're feeling like that bit of luck hold on to it absolutely i mean just taking uh taking moments to just sort of appreciate what's what good is going on in your day is always going to be better uh than letting it pass and not experiencing a good thing yeah um and also i guess it could accepting the bad times and just saying like oh i'm just feeling sad right now Mm -hmm. and then just going about your day that can maybe help you take control take power over it if we like yeah i think if we can like and i try to get this in yoga if like if you can have this conversation in your body and you can like recognize like i feel actually 
powerful in this posture. I feel good in this posture, or I feel like really junky in this posture. Mm -hmm. It doesn't feel good. Like all of that is totally okay. And we Mm -hmm. will move on from that. But when you recognize the feeling and you've recognized it in the body, you can notice it, label it, and then you'll recognize the next one. Like it's not, it doesn't have to live there forever. Right. It's the sense of like you feel it and then it goes. And it's the act of just, I used to hate the idea of letting go, but now I get it, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) It reminds me of the speech of Jimmy Valvano's coach, Jimmy V, who passed away, I believe in the Mm nineties. So, um, a lot of people may not know who he was. He was. I was a, gonna say, should I know who he is? <laughs> he was a coach of uh, NC State basketball in the eighties. Got it. Okay. And uh, he passed away, but he gave this really inspiring speech. Mm-hmm. And what he was saying, he was passed. He was. It was like his last public appearance before yeah. he passed away. He was dying of cancer, and he said that uh, a good day is spending time in thought, mm-hmm. laughing. I think he said laughing was number one. Mm-hmm. And then being moved to tears. Yeah. And those are three different emotions. For sure. You know, and he said, you know, that's a hell of a day. Yeah. If you can have all three of those. That's so nice. Mm-hmm. I don't cry, unfortunately. Do you not? I wish I did. You cry laughing? I'll tear up laughing. <laughs> but a movie or, or sad thing happening doesn't make you cry. There's like, like there's things that'll make me tear up, but like yeah, like those like um, athletic feats will make me cry. Okay. But unfortunately, Sadness real life like... things don't typically make me cry. Hmm. Is that one of the things you were trying to work on with the therapist? Because uh, like yeah. not think... feeling emotion, maybe. <laughs> I think it's an Aries thing too. I mean, I I saw like a, a meme that said that once, and I was like, cool, I can just use that as an Aries excuse. I think it's deeper than that, but like whatever. <laughs> Um, but yeah, there, um, there's this book too, and I haven't read it mm-hmm. because reading is something I should do more of, but I know it's also fundamental. It's right. <laughs> reading is fundamental. Yeah. I got to get on it, but it's this book called the body keeps the score. Okay. And I imagine it's a lot of what we're talking about right now. <laughs> I have to imagine, <laughs> um, a lot of yoga teachers or I, a lot, I know two yoga teachers who've read it. Um, and I was like, I was like, I think. I should read it too, so I have it. Mm-hmm. So that's about <laughs> that's as much as I can say about that. <laughs> but, uh, well, that's it. Yeah. It's the the body. Keeps the body keeps the... the score, and it's about what I can imagine, like how our like in our bodies we hold on to small traumas, big traumas, yeah, oh, yeah. all the things from our life. It just exists in our bodies. Well, it's mentally there, mm-hmm. and that uh, the brain's a muscle, mm-hmm. so you got other muscles in your body that might also be. It might be why your yeah. shoulders tense up and you get knots in your shoulders yeah. in certain spots and whatever. This, someone was saying, and this is like. Uh, um, Maybe an article I read, but about like like fibromyalgia and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like generally, like those like senses of like chronic pain mm-hmm. can come from long like just trauma that has existed from your life. Yeah, and like from like working it out through your brain and talk therapy or, mm-hmm. or other forms of therapy and and movement and stuff can actually like alleviate chronic pain. Mm-hmm. And it's without like during surgeries or taking medications it's like oh it's because your body is again being amazing at trying to protect you um oh god our bodies do so much for us but right. yeah and it's like always just because they want to like keep you safe right keep you alive yeah it sounds like yoga plays a big role mm-hmm. in your life mm-hmm. um what role does improv play in your life is it something that's like oh that's just something i do every couple of hours mm-hmm. a week uh, just to sort of uh, get out of my head or is it something that you take as seriously as you take yoga i think it 
I think improv used to mean a lot, lot more to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and now it's this thing that's on like, this exists as part of my life and I can never, I don't want to let it go. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think like improv was, I credit improv. I mean, improv is the reason I have friends in New York city, right? Like mm-hmm. I hate it. When I was in college, I, again, I was really sad and it was, I started doing improv and I like, I went to, I went to school in Boston. So I went to, uh, like the Boston improv whatever it's improv boston i don't know why that was so hard for me to remember that's yeah you know it was called improv boston that that same thing that same thing happened to me earlier i was like oh what is that phrase about movies that roger ebert uh popularized about uh everyone has to be an idiot for this plot device to work and i was like what is it called and then i looked it up and it's literally called idiot plot (laughs) You're just like, I should have known this. I'm the idiot. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah, you're like, okay, so improv Boston. (laughs) I like went through all the levels there, but I was, Mm -hmm. all I wanted was to be funny. Okay. And uh, I'm like, was too, like, like, too in my own head of like all the shit that was going on in Mm -hmm. my life at the time Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to like be involved in the community. So the whole, Mm -hmm. I like pretend like a lot of times I like leave the fact out that I've ever done improv before coming to the magnet. Um, and then I came to the city. I did like two rounds of UCB and then mm-hmm. quit improv. I was like, this is oh, not wow. for me. And then uh, uh, I work with I worked with James Guo and like he's like my best friend. Um, mm-hmm. And he uh, he started doing it at the Magnet. And then I was like, me too. And so that's oh, how cool. it started. And at that point, I like started making friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like went up through the levels. People were very friendly. Mm-hmm. I. Uh, we had like a community of people. We right. did an indie team called Black Lobster, which we haven't practiced in a really long time. <laughs> and uh, like like Fred, Justin, uh, uh, James, like like all these people, we became like super close. Mm-hmm. Um, also, a stacked team of talent. Yeah, super super fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Tamar and John, uh, they, who they don't come around the theater that much anymore, but they were part of the team too. Super fun to play with. <laughs> uh, this kid Ezra, who went, moved to Boston, it was just, like a sweet little team. Oh, Didi uh, was on the team, but oh, like never showed up to a practice. Or, <laughs> but she's still on the team. Um, oh, I miss them. Uh, but yeah, like it just like kind of started. Like for that, it just felt like. For the first time in my life when I moved to New York, but specifically because I started doing improv, did I feel like I had a place. Oh, that's cool. And, like, that didn't mm-hmm. happen in college. It didn't happen in high school. Right. Like, right. all those kind of things. Did um, you do... So, you didn't do improv in high school, though? Or did no, you? No, I didn't. Did you do comedy or anything? Like, what was... No. Were you... Because <laughs> you wanted to be funny. Yeah. Um, and you loved comedy. Mm-hmm. Were you someone who joked around a lot, or were you just someone who liked yeah, watching I loved, it? Yeah, I loved watching it. I tried to joke around a lot. Whether or not people thought it was funny is beyond me. I'm pretty sure they didn't. And, like, my humor was probably, like... I was just very hyper and, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> like, kind of a weirdo. And, like, I would do things that I thought was funny. Mm-hmm. And no one else did. And I would, like... Like, I, like, yeah, I did, like, by, I remember there was this, like, one time in, like, high school gym class, and this is, like, not a, this is not funny, <laughs> but this was hilarious to me. Uh-huh. Uh, I had a friend who, we were in the same gym, and we were, we took, like, we took this step aerobics class, because mm-hmm. you had to pick, mm-hmm. and one of them was step aerobics, and it was, like, we had these, like, little step-up things, and you just step aerobic <laughs> and my friend and I, we just, like, pretended we were on this stage, and we mm-hmm. would fall off the stage, and we would take these big, dramatic falls, uh-huh. and, like, Everyone in the class was annoyed by it, and just like we were disrupting the class. <laughs> but I thought this was the funniest thing we could ever possibly do. The more do. you do it, the funnier it gets. It's so funny. <laughs> um, so was I funny? Probably not. <laughs> do I think I was funny? Yes. Yeah. Like in Portugal, like and just realizing like when people don't recognize your sense of humor, or but mm-hmm. like you're 
you're going for it anyway. I was in like Portugal and I was on this like uh, I went on this skateboarding retreat uh-huh. type thing with a bunch of Europeans who I didn't know. And uh, like I was like, oh, at some point through the trip, I was like, oh, my my humor does not translate well to a bunch of Europeans. Yeah. Uh, and well, like, it's so different culture-wise so different, yeah. in other places. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, having energy is an interesting <laughs> way of like being like, is this funny or is it just a is it lot? Just me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, you have a fun spirit, and uh, it's one of the things that I feel like everyone has on on your team that mm-hmm. you're on, and I think that's maybe why you all work well together. It's yeah, God, people are so I can't, I can't get over it. like every time I think about bodywork, I'm just like they make me laugh so much yeah. that I can't ever keep a straight face while performing, <laughs> and it's super embarrassing. <laughs> oh gosh, you all agree. Yeah, um, <laughs> you don't keep a straight face. I don't. The first I remember the first time I completely broke on stage, and it was because during the flock that we do like our form like the flock right yeah you all group yeah. together and you face the audience mm-hmm. and you're it's like you're the conscious of one character yeah uh, each of you and uh, yeah a bunch of silly comments come out of that and that's so that's dumb. really yeah. where you break the most is it's, in the flock it's so funny this like one flock they did and it was just basically like someone the flock I think started with just like did you just fart and I think farting is the funny. Like, I think the jokes around, like... The word fart is also funny. So funny. But, yeah. So funny. Like, and um, I, from that point in the flock, it just... So they broke out of the flock, and I was, like, just left led, and they pulled me into the scene, but I had... And it was, like, the bright red, like, I guess, like, t- like, like tears in the eyes, like, watered eyes of just, like... And there were, I couldn't say anything. There was no way words were coming out of my mouth because I couldn't breathe. And it was just, I remember being like, I'm this, I'm ruining this. I'm so sorry, but this oh is so funny. And they just kept going on with like this, did you hear that? Did that, was that a fart? <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> oh gosh. They make me laugh. They're the best. Yeah. Uh, and you're a part of they in that scenario because <laughs> yeah. you're a part of the team. <laughs> if I can ever like not have a like if I can just have a straight face at some point, I don't like, think not it's a bad laugh. thing. Okay, I don't cool. think it's a bad thing because like you're not the only one who who breaks yeah. on the team. Honestly, it's yeah. It's I mean it's hard when like you just are around by people who were very funny. Like, right. I don't know how people do it. Like I mean yeah, I don't know how people keep straight faces in comedy. Oh gosh, I, I there's a moment that I broke in. I think I was in the scene. I might have been on the sidelines, but I could not keep it together. And thankfully, it was a rehearsal. Yeah. But Jess did something so silly and so Jess that I just mm-hmm. couldn't keep it together. It's just like that's, silly voices of certain people. It's like, yeah. that's that thing they do that I love so much. That's the other thing I think that really is like a thing in improv. Like, mm-hmm. And I sometimes I'm like, I wonder if like any of these things would translate outside of the community mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. I think there's such a general like... And that, like you want to see people, and I know like that's like a like in comedy people think like it's cutthroat, but I really do feel that the community that we have, it's like you want to see I, people there succeed. There maybe two people that I've seen who I felt were kind of weird and maybe cutthroat, yeah. but for the large part, I have not seen right. that in our community. And it's so like nice, like watching mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. when you see people like on stage and they're having fun, like and like yeah, you're on stage with people and I'm like, oh God, yeah, that is a complete Dimitri move and like, this is why we love Dimitri and it's like, that's what makes me laugh. It's like, less about like, the joke probably is not as funny as it seems but I'm like, this is Dimitri. Like, this makes it, this makes it funny. This is a, like Tom just came out here and like made a complete and total like, uh, smart because he's a smart guy but he like, he like, dumbed it down in like a smart way and you're just like, ah, you're so brilliant and it's, 
You just feel uh, like happy for your yeah. people for being like you're just blown away by this them. This is a delightful team yeah. that has all these different elements about it of just of uh, you all congealing really well mm-hmm. together. And and I, I feel like any team should really be striving for this is congealing as a team and respecting each other as players to where it's like I'm going to do the thing that mm-hmm. you want to do yeah. because I trust and respect you and think you're funny. Yeah. Like that is a sense that I get from from body work. And then also um there is a almost a fearlessness or something that mm-hmm. comes out of of and a joy that just comes out of uh you all being each in each other's presence and yeah. sharing a stage together and then you all have your individual personalities mm-hmm. that everyone is encouraging to bring out that's another really great treat or, or, or characteristic of a team mm-hmm. and um and then also the like teasing each other that can happen uh yeah. of just like pointing out some mistakes someone made and no one shrinks in that yeah. moment everyone's just like i know they're just having fun with me because of this thing i did yeah, so i'm just n- gonna have fun with it too none of it is mean-spirited like right. it's and that's because you'll you can see sometimes like if you watch improv like things that might seem mean spirited, mm-hmm. um, and I've like played with people where I was like, oh, I don't that like came that. From me. Yeah, b- yeah, bullying is again. We don't want to. There's no, there's no reason to be like a bully. And, yeah, um, yeah. It's one thing to be like, oh, what's that thing you just yeah. said? Versus, ah, gotcha. Right, <laughs> right. You're just like, it's so not. Why fun. do I need to be got right now? Like, why did you say that when clearly the 16th president was Abraham Lincoln? Right. That's like. like oh. I know I like I know nothing about facts, and like, but that's like work. Like I mean, even I, mean, I come from a family of lawyers, and I, like I don't know facts is basically the point. So it's like, like they never like I'll, I've just my whole life I'm just like oh I can bullshit anything. Like mm-hmm. I'll give me this fact and I will make people believe it. I just like I grew up around right, that. So right, like right. I know how to do it. I know how to lie, <laughs> in a nice way. I'll never do it to your face, um, but I know how to like I can bullshit sometimes mm-hmm. and. uh Especially when it comes to like dumb facts, but yeah, in improv. Like, if there is ever like a, a word that someone says and I don't know it, like mm-hmm. I don't like I try not. That's like I, I guess the one good. I'll say the one. I'll pat myself on the back. The one good thing I can do in improv is like I don't care if my facts are accurate, mm-hmm. and ninety nine percent of the time they're not. Ninety nine percent. Like, and I, then that can be just a fun thing to happen right. in the scene, or just like you know, yeah. if it matters. I mean. Uh, uh, People might remember Will Hines when he was on recently. He talked about this and it got mm-hmm. a lot of traction of just not getting too into like trivia and improv mm-hmm. of just like, oh, you didn't get the fact right. Right. Uh, and that is not fun, you know, and that is where yeah. the bullying comes from. And it is fun to sort of just acknowledge it. Yeah. Or if it's just like an aside, be like, oh, you, did you mean such and such? You know, like that yeah. sort of stuff can be where fun comes from Mm -hmm. it just sort of acknowledging it yeah but when someone's sort of like trying to uh, shame you (laughs) for like not yeah for not getting it right that's not fun it's not fun (laughs) yeah because like uh, people can shame me all they want and just be like i honestly legitimately just don't know (laughs) like i don't know i can't list most presidents i'm just kidding i can list a few well you know i mean not everyone is a, a history Right. buff you know I yeah. mean there's some people that aren't again like if, if like anyone on body work was to like because I'll say facts and I can see like like they'll, it'll get a laugh because like body work has some bright people on the team like oh, yeah, very yeah. smart people intimidatingly um, smart yeah so yeah which is why I'm just like I'm I'm not that smart and like I, I can own that like <laughs> I can like read your feelings but I'm not that smart <laughs> like yeah 
Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, they're different forms of intelligence. Right. You know, like you yeah. know a lot about yoga, about mm-hmm. uh, it, there's a lot that you've studied that involved the body and, yeah. and things. There's, that's something that would make you smart. Yeah. There's like, yeah, there's aspects mm-hmm. of smart. But when it Again, comes to like. It's like a misery loves company thing. It's just like shading yourself. I can't see. It happens. We need to do this as humans to shade ourselves. <laughs> I will say one nice thing about myself. <laughs> I can read, I understand people's feelings. <laughs> There we go. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have uh, reached the end of the podcast. Hmm. Uh, it's uh, been great talking. Time flies. I know, and there's like so much more I could talk to you yeah. about on all of these subjects. I thought it was really edifying. Uh, but now it's time to create something together. I great. don't know what we should create together. All right. Well, we, there was a time when we were talking earlier where I thought this could be something we could create okay. together. When you said improv exercises mm-hmm. and you asked me about do I ever use astrology as a form to like as character development oh. and then I was like that's wildly interesting yeah so let's do that okay yeah okay I'm a Capricorn are you okay this makes sense I really like Capricorns okay I think Capricorns are very smart <laughs> they're very wonderful and oh, like sweet technically and sorry if I start to go into this but technically as an Aries and a Capricorn we shouldn't get along huh. because a Capricorn is an earth sign Mm-hmm. Um, Capricorns, Taurus, and Virgos, all earth signs. And uh-huh. Aries is a fire sign. Aries, okay. uh, Sagittarius, and Leos. And they say that fire scorches the earth. Okay. And so okay. I would just burn through you and like you would never, because I'm so sorry. But I think Capricorns and Aries have a similarity in that they're both very passion, passionate driven people. Mm-hmm. And so like Capricorns are passionate in like as a workforce and like mm-hmm. that's kind of safety. Mm-hmm. Um, their safety comes from like financial security and uh, in like the general scheme of things from mm-hmm. groundedness, from having uh, a, a good, like a career that they're excited about or some passionate thing that they're excited about. This all like, is checking, checking out. Checking out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want these things or try to, you know, like strive for it. Yeah. yeah. It's, it gives a sense of like purpose. And mm-hmm. I think that's like, absolutely air, like a Capricorn right. loves a sense of purpose. Right. Yeah. That makes so much sense. When's your with birthday like, by the chance? Uh, January 10th. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Um, and the, the part of the reason it makes so much sense is like, uh, there's some jobs that I've worked where I didn't have a sense of purpose at all. Mm-hmm. I wasn't treated like I had a sense of purpose yeah. at all. And it was soul crushing to work. At the, it was easy work to do, right? And because of uh, a work ethic that I have, mm-hmm. I would do the work and, and be meticulous and, and take it very seriously. But when higher yeah. ups treat you like you don't matter, that's that's really tough for me to like emotionally yeah. just sit through. It's a it's a it's a Capricorn thing. You like wow. there is a sense of purpose that like you really need to feel like the the work that you're doing is going to be something that like matter it's like this again similar to what we were talking about before but it needs to matter and that's it, it's a like a very human desire but it's very specific and when it comes to like a capricorn person. maybe aries and earth or capricorns yeah. are like a yin and a yang i think there's there maybe is that's that can happen yeah maybe there are pockets for that i think so and there's always like we there's always like people are like uh air and fire work best together and then earth and water work best together are like sure but also like other like you can like you can have everyone can get along we have Uh to just like understand Uh where people are coming from but yeah there's I think Aries and Capricorns work well together because yeah that that same passion drive Mm -hmm. okay Um, it moves people to it moves both to Hmm. like get Hmm. shit done okay which is really something you can like work well with so if you were creating a character based on Mm -hmm. that how would you develop it? Would be cool, like if so. If like it was an exercise, and like if someone was like, okay, you are, it would be nice because like, you could be like, 
this gets a little complicated. You could be like, you are a Leo sun and a, uh, a Libra moon. And you're like, well, mm-hmm. okay. So like in general, the sun is like what you portray. Okay. And like the moon is, or like the sun is how people see you mostly. Like, okay. so it's like kind of the energy you put out in the world and how people see that. The moon is like how you feel mostly about yourself. Mm-hmm. So in that sense, if we want to talk Leos. Leos are very ego. And ego seems like a bad word, but it's not. Healthy ego is important, but they right. lead with an ego. So mm-hmm. they are like, they build themselves up. They tend to like, they're lion, lioness. Mm-hmm. Amanda Rothman is a Leo and she's very perfect, right? Oh, yeah. So it's, it's like lion, lion hair. hair. Yeah. She has the hair. She's a lion. She's a lioness. She's great. Um, but it's like, yeah, there's this, um, you kind of lead with an ego, like uh, figuring out your stuff, being present with yourself being you is mm-hmm. very important and valid mm-hmm. and it's a fire energy so like you're the life of a party like a, a you'll enter into a party like here i am and people are like yes here you are and they like to be around a leo uh, but then a libra on the other side is a little bit more fair and balanced and like checks their mm. like who they are so it's like yeah you could play with these two different energies of signs to create a character because mm-hmm. people are more complicated than just the one thing right long-winded because i love explaining astrology signs no, but, that's but yeah so if you were going to initiate a scene mm-hmm. with that sort of idea like what would be a good initiation to incorporate that that's a good so like yeah uh I mean, this is getting a little bit right writing of a scene, right? right? But it's like, okay, well, if I entered a scene and I wanted to like, like, I would probably enter the room if I was like entering as a Leo mm-hmm. in a big way. So like, okay. like a door open, like <laughs> seeking attention, attention grabbing behavior in that okay. sense. Uh, I'd like enter it as that kind of way. But if I wanted to like continue with a little bit of that Libra energy, I would probably be less inclined to like make, like uh, to like, I, I'd probably like teeter on the line of, legitimate choice okay um and that's not necessarily a choice of me making a choice as a character but like the character actually making choices in the scene if that makes sense yeah yeah very cool a little complicated but maybe it's a exercise that, that might be really interesting especially yeah. like uh, what i like is the uh thought of like okay if it's a leo then maybe they'll burst into the room yeah you know all you need is just like an idea to just right. like jump off from and yeah. if that's all you really need, if you, if you just think, uh, what's a trade of a Leo? Yeah. Uh, okay, then maybe I could just enter the room this way, and what right. does that make me feel? And then uh, we're, you know, that goes back to what we were talking earlier right. about approach. It was like, oh, this feels like this, so I'll just mm-hmm. go with that flow and and say whatever. Right. Yeah. What does it feel to have the confidence to enter mm-hmm. room? Right. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, how does that like it, if it makes you feel scared? Like that's an interesting character. Like right. someone who has the confidence to enter the room boldly, but then feels like, oh, was that too much? Like that's ex- <laughs> that's a interesting character. Right. Yeah. yeah. I feel like you could go down the line of all 12 astrology signs and be like, how would they initiate a scene? It's kind of like an interesting thing. Yeah. Maybe you should teach a class, do a workshop of that. I, I should bet you people would be like, Liz, get over the astrology. I'd be like, it's real, man. You would get people, you would at least get 16 people right? to sign up for that workshop. Yeah. I teach yeah. astrology-based yoga classes. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Virgos don't take my class. <laughs> oh. Something I realized. Those earth signs don't like my class. <laughs> Yeah. There it is. Yeah. So great having you on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Of yeah. course. It's great. What a delightful person to have on the podcast, my best friend in spirit. And you can follow her on Instagram at Migliaccio E. She smiles in like every single picture. It'll brighten your day. She's got a megawatt smile. Speaking of megawatt, her team Bodywork performs on megawatt at the Magnet Theater every single Wednesday. And so does my team, Sweetheart. You can find out when we are performing because we rotate every week at Magnet 
theater.com. You can also follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at There It Is Pod. And don't forget, you can subscribe to our newsletter. We'd appreciate it. Links in bio for all that. And also, thereitispod.com. Check out what we have going on there. You can also support the podcast and newsletter. We would greatly appreciate it. Next week's guest is our old friend from South Carolina, Frey Ford. Can't wait. Until next time, be good to each other. The music for the theme song was created by Neil Brooks. The rap was written and performed by Nick Acevedo. The logo for There It Is was created by Jeff Prater. The There It Is podcast is produced by Jason Farr. (laughs) 